The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. There's a new bar in town. Welcome to the Turnbuckle Arms, where the banter flows like wine and the topics are as fresh as an ice-cold pint. So pull up a chair, grab yourself a glass, and welcome your hosts, The Brood! Hello and welcome to a very snowy edition of the Turnbuckle Arms podcast. You've got me as your host today, Lexi Helms. Uh, I can officially declare, as always, that the pub is now open. Our drinks have been served. And uh, now we are sat very firmly in our comfy seats. Um, And because it's my turn to run the pub, I've got the fire on just in case. Uh, As always, I am joined by two of our original brood members, Grizz and the one and only Jason. Hello. Um, So hello to you guys. We'll get to you in a minute. And for those of you that are watching, you might be seeing a very new face. So firstly, we have a very, very amazing new member of our group of the brood. Um, You may recognise him from the Work the Left Side podcast. His name's Nick. So everyone say hi to Nick. Hi, Nick. Hi, Nick. Hello. Hello. So Nick, do you want to just quickly introduce yourself and then we'll get on to other things? Uh, yeah, as you sort of said, uh, hi, my name's Nick. Um, I'm going to be launching the Work the Left Side podcast next month. So this is just me making a bit of a appearance, hopefully getting my face out there. Um, hopefully it don't put people off. And yeah, you know, keep your eyes peeled for the first episode dropping in February. Thank Real. you very much. It's all right. People have to look at me every month. So you're, 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 <laughs> yeah, you're all right. Yeah, they have to look at me. Don't worry about it. Um, right. Leading on very nicely from that, a nice little segue is that we've got some really exciting news coming to you from uh, the With Jonas family. Uh, If you haven't seen it on our socials yet, we are very, very proud to be a part of the With Jonas family, who now has his own podcasting network, which is amazing. Um, We have already dropped some wonderful podcasts. Members of the Brood have got their own um so you may see and hear some familiar faces coming up over the next few months so uh on to this week on to this topic so um firstly massive happy new year to everyone um including the listeners um it still feels like 2020 i don't feel like it's a new year but there we go um and what i didn't want to do this week was do a predictable podcast so do predictions for 2021 i think given the way that 2020 went and the way that 2021 is probably going to go no matter what we do we'll get some aspect of it wrong so charlotte wins let's move on (laughs) (laughs) thanks um so in the uk we're in another lockdown um and i'm going to be absolutely honest with you this one has really sort of taken a, a a hit really badly on my mental health um so when I do when I get into that place I go to three things I either go to the kitchen and cook I either sit and cross stitch which means I stab fabric repeatedly or I listen to music and I thought today we could help the brood all sort of distract themselves by talking a bit of music um because I'm 
being honest with you lads baked goods probably wouldn't travel very well in the post and i don't think you'd have the time or patience to sit there and stab fabric um it might be your thing it might not um so you don't know me oh well <laughs> i'll send you some stuff in the post shall i uh, this this would be great if I had like something where I could just pull up and go. I made this, but no, <laughs> there's nothing to hand. Um, oh. Right, so um, it's no secret that WWE love to tout. Did you make that? Did you crochet no. that yourself? No. <laughs> no, I, I was like, no way did you make that. No, don't like get caught <laughs> out. <laughs> For a moment, I was going to be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even got anything around me that I've made. I'll find something later. Anyway, um, WWE likes to to boast and other wrestling promotions. Again, I'm sort of more WWE than any other promotion. Um, but they like to flaunt the fact that a lot of celebrities have got involved over the years. They've been in the crowd. Some of them have actually got into the ring, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So just a couple of musicians that have been seen in the crowd. Uh, Fred Durst of Limp Biscuit, Corey Taylor of Slipknot and Stone Sour, Method Man of Wu-Tang Clan fame, uh, Chad Gilbert, which is actually the bassist for Newfound Glory. If you haven't seen it, uh, the My Friends Over You video is absolutely fantastic and there's a nice little nod to wrestling in that video. Uh, Neil Strauss of Alice Cooper fame, um, Lars Fredrickson, the leader of Rancid. Let's see, who else have we got? Um, saliva. Oh, Saliva, fabulous. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Uh, Alter Bridge uh, also appeared on Raw. And who? Alter Bridge. Alter Bridge, of course, Alter Bridge, yeah. So, loads and loads of musicians have appeared in one way, shape or form. Uh, and today, we're looking at sort of fancy booking in terms of bands and wrestlers so it's the wrestlers that you feel would benefit from having a certain band um help you know so um there was a an, an opportunity a couple of years ago where um metallica was supposed to be performing at wrestlemania and that got nixed by vince mcmahon because vince mcmahon didn't know who they were Despite the fact the that cuff. they now own the rights to some of their songs. <laughs> but yeah, he knows ACDC, who have been about almost as long as Metallica. But is it because ACDC are that little bit older mm. Metallica? Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, so I'm going to go down this rabbit hole. I'm going to start with Grizz. So Grizz... What wrestler do you think would benefit from a theme song by a certain band and or artist? I mean, like, as I was kind of saying, like, I thought this was going to be easy. And then the more I thought about it, the more difficult that it became. Uh, so arguably, I could just say right now, practically everybody on the roster could benefit from proper music because this whole getting, uh, you know, like... CFO dollar sign. I mean, they don't, don't get me wrong. They they created some like awesome theme music, but this new guy that they have, uh, Def Rep or something along those lines, uh, makes some of the most generic theme music ever. Uh, so uh, I mean, saying all that, I like. I feel like Shinedown would be quite a a decent 
band to use. It's a, a band they've used many times with a uh, sort of pay per view themes and all that. And it, even yeah, even uh, Enemies was the the raw theme song for a while. But I can't help but like I feel like that would be a kind of band that would be very soon because it's like it's kind of you know I don't want to say generic rock, but it's your your most basic sort of term of rock. Um, and then I feel like maybe someone like. Uh, like maybe even someone like Roman Reigns or something. Roman needs uh, his music to change from the Shield music. Um, they maybe have said that. that's coming, haven't they? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's on the next yeah. on the list. That's a good point. Um, so, but Roman has gone out there and said that it needs to be the right one for him because uh, even he didn't like the Shield at first, and then it kind of stuck, and he's just waiting for the right thing to come along. Um, I read the other day, so there we go. Or maybe um, I think as soon as I said Roman is like eh, Roman Shane then doesn't really work, but maybe like a band more like kind of Parkway Drive or something like that, you know, a bit heavier, like something like that would be quite nice and gritty and kind of. What about something uh, like Code Orange? Uh, yeah, but they suck. So. Oh yeah, but we know that WWE have used them before, so. I, that's, that's the bad part, is the fact that the only Code Orange song I like is uh, the cover that they've done of uh, uh, Bray Wyatt's theme song, and then every other time they're on TV, it's like, well, you are bad. <laughs> don't know about Willie Grizz, lad. <laughs> like, I like what I like, and I don't like you. Okay, fair play. That's, that's, that's really all, all that I can think of. Like, because going through this sort of thought process, like I probably ended up wearing uh, my Powerwolf t-shirt and having my Powerwolf goblet uh, for a reason because I was like they would like some make some really good theme music but then I couldn't think of a wrestler to kind of intertwine with the band so like the the extent that I got with that is if Mordecai come back for, that was <laughs> around for a very short period in 2004 and he came out to like a Powerwolf theme song and it's like that would be amazing weren't they used on an NXT takeover Powerwolf Mm. I'm sure they were. I'm I, sure they were. I may do some research while uh, um, some other people are giving their giving their stuff, but yeah, please do. Please oh, do. ghost ghosts definitely were, and you seem to think that they're the same. So mm, not really, but anyway. Um, right, Nick, who do you think would benefit from a new theme, essentially? Um. I think definitely Reigns, as mentioned previously, uh, needs to be changed. Um, I think since they've kind of dropped the whole glorious thing with Rude, I would repackage mm. Rude's entrance because that got him over huge in the first place and that's not even a factor. So give him some new music, uh, get him to come out with something, get him a, an even, you know, a better song, different vibe. Um, band-wise, I would say I'm looking at something like Five Finger Death Punch, Nice. Just That's a show. Get something thrashy out there, but something that people will pick up and listen to, kind of thing as well. Um, if not him, um, go sort of left field. I'd also get a bit of Yellow Wolf, possibly. It's a bit more sort of country hip hop, uh, but I can't think of somebody for for that to be the entrance theme of. But I think a Yellow Wolf thing would work really well as well. Um, I'm I just, just trying to. Interject as well, this applies to all wrestling promotions. It's not just WWE exclusive. 
Um, so if you can think of anyone from another promotion, then please do. I use WWE as the example because I've watched more of them than anyone else. So well, I like uh, Jim Storm. Uh, sounds like uh, someone that was fit very perfectly with that kind of um, style of music. As in Yellow Wolf. Yes, Yellow Wolf. Sorry, sorry. Yes. Yeah. So if we're opening it up, James Storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 In that case, I was going to say uh, Adam Page, but yeah, James Storm, same sort of category, where you got that sort of cowboy vibe. Probably suits James Storm's better because he's a bit older, and. Yeah, I definitely sort of think. And Storm has been known to quote hip hop references back in the day when he was in NWA and stuff. So obviously he's got yeah. a partial liking to hip hop as well as country. Well, did you know that AJ Styles' theme song that he uses now was actually meant to be Jim Storm's theme song? Really? I've heard this, yeah. yeah. So, and, and that's obviously kind of a country rap esque theme song. So it's really like, isn't really out of the realm of possibility that he could have something sort of like that. But speaking as well about Bobby Roode, Bobby Roode's theme was apparently supposed to be for, I think it was Austin Aries. I heard Nakamura. Yeah, I heard Nakamura. Ah. I thought it was the same person who made the two songs, wasn't it? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Nakamura did also Glorious as well, because there's a a Netflix short on, on them putting it together. Um, oh, not Netflix, sorry, um, network, flick, uh, network video oh, of it. Yeah, yeah, into yeah, got those two mixed up. But yeah, <laughs> there is one. But then they parted ways with those those chaps. They were doing all these cool songs, and then they just got rid of them. Dollar sign. Is that who it is? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because every theme song is getting changed these days, and a very yeah. generic sounding music. Well, yeah. Keith Lee, the prime example. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> His NXT theme song was bad to begin with, but then when he showed up on Raw, it just became, like, just a generic song. At least he's got something now that's a bit better, but... I was trying to think of a band for Keith Lee. Keith Lee was the person I was going into this thinking, right, I need to think of a new entrance theme for Keith Lee. And I just struggled to even think of one for him, to be fair. Men on a Mission. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um... Right, Jason, what is yours? Right, I uh, took it from a different approach. I, I thought of existing songs that would help people or, or wrestlers. And I came yes. up with 10, sad as this sounds. So we'll see how we go. So number 10, I've got the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. And I would put Spandau Ballet Gold with them. That oh, would, that's amazing. That would be my starting point there. All right. That's one of my karaoke songs. Uh, then I've got Bray White and I've got Madness. Welcome to the House of Fun. Um, um, can I just pick up on that? <laughs> Do then. you actually know the meaning behind that song? Uh, no. Okay. Um, it's going to take it really morbid. I've uh, picked that brothel? No, 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 no. It, it <laughs> might not, actually. It <laughs> might take it rated R. Um, Ooh, basically... The, the song is about an experience that Suggs, Suggs had um, and he was basically going on a date with a girl. Uh, it was a blind date and he went into the chemist to buy protection just in case. Hence the lyric, welcome to the house of fun. Now I've come of age. Okay. 
Um, and basically, the woman that served him in the chemist, and he got really embarrassed about it and everything, ended up being his date. Oh, and she yeah. was like dead cool with him because she knew that he'd, he'd thought ahead and he'd gone and done that if that's where they were going. So there you go. It's about buying condoms, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if that would compliment Bray Wyatt now. I'm not as sure as I was before. Let's be fair. Nobody wants to be pregnant with the fiend's baby. Come on. Nope, that's true. Well, um, I've got number eight. I've got RVD and I've got Afro Man because I got high. <laughs> oh, right. I don't. I think that would work better with uh, Matt Riddle than well, RVD. Yeah, potentially. Uh, yeah. the, uh, oh, the two of them as a tag team. Uh, this one was uh, as sure as uh, number seven. I got Matt Hardy uh, and I don't know how to pronounce his name. Ao Black. I need a dollar. Thinks he's doing the money Matt things ah. most recently. Um, a dollar is what I need. Uh, Alexa Bliss, uh, Cliff Richard, she's just a devil woman. There we go. This is the uh, the new way she's going. Uh, I, Cliff Richard from uh, Adam Page, uh, Glenn okay. Jacobs, Rhinestone Cowboy. That's the uh, the way to go now. Just a Rhinestone Cowboy. Nice. I think uh, sort of that last one that you mentioned. I feel like that would work well with Scarlet. Scarlet. Scarlet from who? NXT. The uh, Cameron Crosses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm not familiar. I I didn't know her name. Okay. Yeah. No. Nah, yeah. Can I just put it out there that Elizabeth by Ghost would also work for her. Ooh. Baron Corbin. I've got uh, Simon Garfunkel. The Sound of Silence. Just to get an idea of what his crowd reaction would be like constantly. Ooh. Oh, Sting. Uh, number three. Corbin. A controversial artist. I've got Ricochet. Controversial R. Kelly. I believe I can fly. Of course. Um, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Darren uh, Darby Allen. Avril Lavigne. I'm a skater boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll let you off with that. That's gonna work. And lastly was Ric Flair, Eric Idle. One foot in the grave. There we go. And I uh, ordained it there. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Right. See you later. <laughs> Fucking hell, Jason. That's a bit. Uh... I, feel, I feel like you need to do a dab after that. <laughs> 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 you want to know how to dab? No. <laughs> Go on, Nick. Sorry. Got the Kaiser Chiefs. I predict a riot for a riot squad. That's a good one. That's brilliant. Or Ruby Soho. Um, by it's not Rancid. It's the other one. Is it Rancid or the Transplants? Ruby, 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 Soho. Ruby, 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 Ruby. I want to say Rancid. I'll get caught out go. on it. There you go. Maybe. See, I get them. I get those bands confused. It's been a while since I've listened to them. Um, oh, my life. For those of you that don't know about the uh, the ghost song that I referenced, it's from the first album. Uh, and it's about a woman that basically was very evil back in the mid, mid medieval period. So It, it yeah. was Rancid. Confirmed. There you go, you see, nice one. Fact right. checker. <laughs> um, well for me, I've got a couple, um, and some of them are going to be a bit predictable, but there we go. Um, for me, one of the biggest missed opportunities ever was not using the Manic Street Preachers for Wade Barrett. and for those of you that don't know wade barrett has culture alienation boredom and despair uh going around some roses on one of his arms 
um, and that's actually in tribute to the missing, presumed dead guitarist of the Manchester Breaches, Richie Edwards. Um, and, you know, I think that would be a fantastic way, especially if they used some sort of remixed version or revised version of the song. If white America told the truth for one day, its world would fall apart. Yeah. That is a genuine song title and there is no gaps in between. So you literally have to say it in one go. Um, from the, the album, The Holy Bible, uh, it includes lyrics such as there ain't, there's so much white in the stars and stripes. Your idols speak so much of the abyss and yet your morals only run as deep as the surface. Um, it's basically a massive fuck you to American culture if you read between the lines um now obviously richie isn't there anymore but given the current climate they would be perfect and it would be perfect for generating heat in my opinion um however my main one is uh alistair black ah. and alistair black not using ghost they have they, in my opinion they have absolutely ballsed up big time because January 2017, Takeover San Antonio was when Square Hammer was used uh, for that takeover. Um, And when it was announced, I lost my shit because, as listeners know, I am a massive Ghost fan. Um, And it's it's not a case... Oh, and Grizz as well. So it's not a case that WWE are against using them. Um, So... If you follow Alistair Black's um, socials, you'll see that he frequently, um, re- like he frequently looks and shares things about ghosts and stuff like that. He tweeted out at one point, "Can you hear the rumble?" Which sent everyone losing their collective shits. And it was like, mate, you you just thingy, you're just quoting ghost lyrics. Don't tease me like that. Don't tease me like that, son. Um, uh, he's discussed listening to them. Uh, listening to the band Ghost with um, Metal Magazine Kerrang. Um, he's even appeared with the NXT Championship in a video for uh, the Dance Macabre video. Um, Never seen that we, video? Oh, there's two oh, versions. There's oh, two no, ha- versions. Okay, do tell. One of them is like a load of... Is that the house party one? Yeah, there's the alternative one, which has got Alistair right. Black in it. That's not the one that I've seen then. And Chris Jericho, I think. I think. Um, but basically, he's just rocking out, warm, warming up, getting ready to go out. Um, so, for me, um, don't get me wrong, I love Alistair Black's current theme. I think that's a great job, even though it can be a bit generic and repetitive after a while. Um, Do you mean well, his old one? Yeah, his... Um, oh, that is ever true, my God! Yeah. Yeah, because he did uh, change it and then disappeared. Um, the the fact that you're kind of saying this and the fact that he's talking about ghosts and all that, I was actually reading an article, I think earlier on this week, where they says that Alistair Black is ready to go and they're purposely keeping him off television so he can make like a big grand return. So yes. there's uh, potential. Yes. I personally think that he should use the song Per Aspera ad Inferi which is probably butchered in Latin, but it basically translates through hardship to hell slash the netherworld. Um, you should get your man in to translate that. 
uh, should do, shouldn't I really? Um, I think it would be a great move in general for the company as a whole and for Alistair Black. Two reasons. One, it's not a secret that he is a fan. And two, um, Ghost are just starting to break into the mainstream. And this is where I put my hipster glasses on. I saw them before they were cool. So you're not going to like them after that? Is that, is that how no, it works? No, no, I, I, I don't <laughs> think Instantly I can. Instantly reject them now. <laughs> I don't think I can. I don't think I can stop. I'm too far in now. Um, but again, they're just getting noticed. They're just getting into bigger things. So I genuinely do think that it would benefit. So WWE, hi. Oh, sorry. We've got a guest. Hi. Hi, So Daddy's friends. Hi. Hi. He's like this. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, carry on. Um, I just wanted to make him feel welcome, that's all. Um, So, yeah, uh, I really, really do think that there would be a missing a book on that one. So, there we go. Anyway. Uh, uh, Can I I maybe take a double dip then? Because throughout all this, now I have thought of two. Um, It could be kind of interesting. Partially one is because I did sit there for a minute holding my goblet like Gangrel. And then I was like... Powerwolf and Gangrel, uh, hell yeah! Yep, can go with and, that. And then um, maybe a band like Hailstorm, Hailstorm with a H, not Hailstorm, Hailstorm, doing music for someone like Shotzi Blackheart. That's a shout out, actually, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I like it. I like yeah. it. Um, right. Okay, anything to add? Uh, pr- yeah, well, pretty much just the case of like WWE should definitely start going back to getting bands in and making proper theme music. Because how great were those old albums that you used to buy, like Forcible Entry and yeah. um, Reckless Intent, where yeah. it was, it was a full see. album of songs, like full songs, full fight, like four, three, th- three, four minute songs. And they they just also happened to be wrestling theme music, but it was just a great album of a collection of excellent artists. Wasn't that due to, to like, but they had a deal, didn't they? They had a contract with, I thought it was Viacom, and that's where they had access to the the copyrights of the music. Um, And then, but they're all kind of linked together. I mean, WWE used to be everywhere during the Attitude Era on any telly show show where now they don't do that don't seem to reach out to any other reason than that so it kind of they all seem to be connected together really as to the access out there don't touch the microphone uh the uh, yeah so. Uh-oh. oh dear oh dear okay okay right. i'll be back in a moment <laughs> uh, i think that is the youngest ever appearance of anyone so yeah, anyway, sorry Nick, you were saying yeah, right. I think on the album you had like Disturbed, I'm sure Saliva was on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our Lady Peace was on there. Oh yeah. Uh, they used to play they used to play Chris Bemmer's theme at concerts. Yes they did. No, they do not. Because that is a jam of a theme. Yeah, to be fair. Um, yeah. You've obviously got like your motorheads and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Boy Hits Car, which was one of my favourite bands back in the day when they did Lita's music. Yeah. Yes, mate. Yeah. That was a great theme song as well. Yeah. Um, I'm just 
trying to think who else was on that album. Um, Drowning Pool was on there as well. Yeah. They were fantastic. Which was quite a, quite a decent, like, kind of, uh, a different kind of sound to Triple H's theme music when they'd done that one forcible entry. Yeah, that was good, that was. That and was. then uh, Saliva also done uh, Dudley Boy's theme song, as well as Batista's. Was... Oh no, you are right. I was gonna say, what's the other one? Power Man Five Thousand. That's right. Is yeah, the best, that was... is the best Dudley Boys theme. Sorry, yeah. but it is. That, that um, one still gets. Well, I say it still gets played at the the rock club I go to, but you know that's not open right now. Um, if it makes you feel any better, yes, it is also played regularly when we could go out into the world of rock nights. Um, and me, a couple of my mates would absolutely lose our shit because we'd be more drunk they'd wait until later on and then someone would always do Devon get the table <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah um, can, can I just take uh, a minute as well just to thank the music gods that uh, Nakamura has his old theme back because mm-hmm. I love love that theme and if the rumours are true I will absolutely adore this year's Wrestlemania main event i've read somewhere that uh it's going to be nakamura versus reigns and i hope nakamura fucking does it to be honest with you no disrespect to roman reigns i love the character that he's he's now portraying but if you're going to go nakamura versus reigns it's nakamura any day of the week all ever takes is for a a good appearance is that what you're saying what was that jason are you saying that's for mania sorry apparently yeah Oh, okay. I thought it was Daniel Bryan I heard last. Okay, that's interesting. Apparently, but there is lots of different things going on, like it could be Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre. Yeah, so anyway, anyway. All all it takes to completely rehab a wrestler is stick them in uh, a gauntlet match, clearly, because every time they do that, they just come out with absolute gold. Yeah, to be fair. To be fair, can't argue with that. Although I will be one of those people that that will say that his heel theme music was better. Yes, I know. I think they gave it back to him at the wrong time though, because you need the crowd there. The crowd yeah. makes that theme. Um, like maybe if you give it back to him at uh, at WrestleMania. Yeah, but you see, now we're drifting into another one that I wanted to talk about later. So we're gonna nicely swerve into that one, Grace. All right. Okay. Uh, so, if you haven't read the reports, apparently WWE want to have about 27,000 people attend WrestleMania on both nights. I just sort of wanted to sort of discuss and get people's thoughts and feelings. It is a rumour at the moment. Nothing is set in stone. Um, so, yeah. Um, Nick, your thoughts? Uh, I think it's really stupid unless it's done very if it's done right um, if they're doing it for the sake of doing it and knowing WWE's past history with their neglect in testing and the whole buying into the whole COVID thing to start off with I think they'll fuck it up and put a lot of people at risk yeah uh, Jason uh, well I mean it can be done I watched the, the Connor fight just and I mean they had two and a half thousand people there but then UFC are fantastic when it comes to the testing. Um, they are 
They are really good. Um, A&W, I've got fans, and they're also very good at it. But like Nick says, WWE have been crap. I mean, the idea that it would embarrass you wearing a mask, and that's why they stopped all their wrestlers doing it, it is just bizarre. Yeah, so I'm assuming that the arena is gigantic, the one it's going to be at. If they can have 27,000 at it, how big are we talking? You said 27,000. Yeah, I think it's the same one that they were in last year. Okay. It's another one that they're recording in now with the Thunderdome. Oh, I thought it was supposed to be the same one as last year, like where they were supposed to have WrestleMania last year. No, because it's it not still going to be in Florida. Yeah. I just, it just, I'm trying to get oh, an idea yeah. of how much space you would need to have that many people spaced out in one place. It just sounds It'd be like an eighty thousand arena or something. Is yeah. it okay then? So yeah. potentially there's, there's a facility to do it. Okay. But knowing knowing WWE and knowing how they like to present the product, you know they're not going to have two meters dif- distance between them, between fans. You know that like, and it was interesting that you were talking about UFC. UFC had two and a half thousand. That is like less yeah. than a tenth of what yeah. WWE are proposing at this moment in time. Yeah. And for me, there's a massive difference between two and a half thousand people. Yeah that is potentially manageable if you have the right amount of staff compared to 27,000. Are you telling me that people are actually going to wait to get temperature tested, to have, you know, the tests done and everything, and WWE are going to wait, and then they're going to put on, like, a seven, eight-hour wrestling thing? Well, it's over two two nights, so... Yeah, but even so, like, say it's split into three hours and then a four hours, are WWE going to hold that up because not everybody's been tested? No, they're they're going to go on, and if you don't get to your seat in time, that's your tough titties for showing up, look. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have any of you seen, or did any of you watch, more specifically, uh, Wrestle Kingdom this year? Yeah. Because they done really well. They had, um, I guess, I think it was like 40,000, maybe, in that, um, like, there, there was a lot of people, they'd done social distancing, and, you know, Japan wore uh, masks before it was cool. Um, but, like, I know Japan is obviously in a bit of a different state. Like, they've managed to almost eradicate this uh, this virus at this point because everybody was being safe and, you know, not having anti-mask, you know, meetups and all that malarkey. But it can be done. It's just going to be... It, it's kind of what we're all saying is it's going to be the case of how safe um is wwe gonna make it yeah i think that's the worry you know i mean don't get me wrong i love professional wrestling but would i go no (laughs) i mean maybe it was always weird that they got in the whole essential workers how they got brunched up in that anyway i mean the idea that one month wwe donate an enormous figure to the uh, the governor at the time, who then turns around and says, "No wrestling is, of course, it's essential." And you're like, "Yeah, okay, of course it is." Yeah. Uh, yeah so with that, then they were always in a grey area. But then that's why Tony Khan then jumped on it and said, "Well, okay, then we'll 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 do it. We'll we'll do live events as well, but we'll do it in a much more safer way." Um, yeah. I suppose it was only Kevin Owens was the initiate as to why they even started wearing masks because he had a family member who got sick, I think, and then he really, really got onto him about it. But, I mean, 
it's interesting as to where they would be now a year on, but it would bring them because then they would be then probably the biggest. Because actually, I guess AEW, I wonder if theirs actually counts because they would be the biggest arena event at that point. That would be something they could claim. They'd want to claim that, wouldn't they? I think well, for a, for a wrestling event, yeah, but like yeah, I, think... well, I mean, just a show, wouldn't they? In the in 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 the states, they would be the biggest show of live attendance, and that's something they always like to brag about. I have heard like NFL has been getting quite a lot, like twenty thousand and for some. Really? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Them baseball matches. Okay. But, but are yeah. most of the NFL arenas open air? Yeah. yeah, which is which is the same with the 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 place that they're going to be doing mania because it's it's the one with the pirate ship that you were talking about yeah. wasn't isn't it yeah um but yeah that's that's open air and pretty much all wrestlemanias tend to be open air these days anyway yeah which is probably part of their argument of this is how we can get this many people in the arena is because it's going to be open air fresh air circulating blah 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 yeah i don't know like maybe it's just me being conditioned because of everything but i don't I don't think it's wise. I don't think it's safe. Yeah. It just always sounds shady as soon as you mention yeah. that it's WWE that's doing it. There's always <laughs> strength mean, like that. I mean, I've got to be absolutely honest with you, lads. Like, I know that AEW are putting, you know, they've got fans in and stuff like that, but it's never in your face. You don't see them in the crowd, if that makes sense. You can hear them, but when you're watching it, I find my attention's diverted to the ring rather than... Unless yeah. unless Jericho makes his entrance. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I was going there, actually. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Are they doing it just because AEW are doing it and they're doing it quite successfully? I don't know. I, th- I think, personally, like, because, I mean, I think at this point we all know enough about what Vince McMahon as a person is that we can kind of tell what he's thinking. And uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> for for uh, podcast listeners, Nick just uh, <laughs> did a way did his finger to the side of his head. <laughs> Nick just did that. My mom has curly hair and brushes her teeth. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's totally that thing of like this time. Th- this time last year, we were ready for WrestleMania. And which could have, again, potentially been one of the biggest WrestleMania crowds ever. Yeah. So when the whole world went to shit, Vince was like, oh, good. So now instead of having like nearly 100,000 people in the um, in the Florida Dome, uh, we now have nobody and we're doing WrestleMania in the Performance Center. So yeah. this year, he is like, that is, ab- that is absolutely not going to happen again. No chance in hell. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> I think someone just needs to sit him down and be like, "You are considered a vulnerable individual against this virus. You ain't gonna win it, all right? As much as we love you and everything, you ain't gonna fucking win against the virus." But anyway, I'm this red man. I'm a hundred years old and I haven't been sick. <laughs> I hate people that sneeze. <laughs> oh, right. Anyway, um... imagine not being able to taste your food. All these steak wraps that I eat. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not even getting into that. Right. Um, we couldn't obviously do this podcast without talking about one of the major stories that happened um, over uh, the Christmas period. And it is really, really sort of heartbreaking. It's remembering Brodie Lee. Um, it's the first time that we've met since 
um, obviously Brody's untimely passing. So um, I don't think I'm ever going to forget where I was when I heard that Brody Lee, formerly known as Luke Harper, had passed away. Um, the official reason that's been given is a non-COVID um, related lung condition. Um, so, Jason, what are your what are your thoughts? Just horrible, isn't it? And I mean, it's um, it's it. I mean, Jim Cornette was talking about that it was the it was a secret that was known within AEW, but they were just such good. None of this crappy like leaking and telling your best mate and all those comments about was it telephone, tell a wrestler, that type of comments that people make. People actually did honour him and yeah. just went, well, we, we know. I mean, the am I right in thinking that the hospital that was mentioned is, I believe it's a cancer specialist hospital from what I've heard. Yeah, that's yeah. what I've heard as well. Yeah. So, I mean, um, but they still haven't said, but it doesn't really matter. But it shows you that the, the week or two before they'd done this mock match with negative one and Kenny Omega and um, negative one, his son ended up winning the the title. And it's just yeah. such a nice thing. You were like, well, why? I mean, it's a nice thing they did anyway, yeah. but then obviously in the background, they've got so much more that they know what's going on with his dad. Yeah. Um, yeah I think, uh, and it was one of the best tribute shows I can remember. It was just a really yeah. heartfelt. And I mean, that also, did you see Kenny, um, Eddie Kingston do the um, motivational thing. Yeah, it was wonderful, wasn't it? He's just a really nice bloke in general compared to his character on telly anyway. And he did this speech where he was saying, uh, we're here, we did the best tribute show. He's getting really emotional. When he realised he was getting camera recorded, he then backtracked everything he was trying to say. (laughs) Um, But he he was just really, really sweet as well. And uh, yeah, it just shows... Um, the measure of him, of how much he was appreciated. Also, the good one, if you haven't seen it, is the New Day did one on the network. And Eric Warren was on that, as well as um, oh, Prince Pretty, if you remind me his name. Oh, Tyler Breeze. Yes. Because yeah, they they're all mates. They've all been mates for a very long time. And that one's a very good interview, if you get a chance to see in that one. Um, yeah, so I recommend that. But yes, thought, just sad news. But I mean, it shows how much he was he was appreciated but across the board. No one's got a negative thing to say about him. Go on, Grace. I did see the uh, the new day one with uh, Harper, uh, not Harper, sorry, Rowan. Um, I did see that clip. Um, <clears throat> obviously, his appearance was a a really nice like extra yeah. surprise during the <clears throat> AEW uh, tribute show. Even if commentary fucked it up. <laughs> no, Jericho fucked up. Oh, was it Jericho? I thought it was commentary. They kept shouting, uh, Rowan. Eric Rowan, that's yeah. Eric, Eric Rowan. Rowan. And then someone was like, it's Big Red, it's Big Red. And they were like, no, it's Eric Rowan. Because yeah, uh, Jericho got going, Eric Rowan. They just hear his cover going, Redbeard, Rowan, Redbeard. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jericho uh, just said, Big Red. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this, this was really rough. Um, obviously, like, it's. It's sad when, like, you know, legends die and all that kind of thing, but at least it's that kind of thing. It's like, well, you know, they were older, um, they had a good life and all that kind of stuff. But when, you know, someone that, like Brody Lee, who was only around 40, 41 years old, maybe, yeah. like, was was arguably just, just hitting his prime yeah. in, in wrestling, like, after being doing it for so many years, and then all these 
these things that you 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 kind of read after the fact of like you know he he kind of had another job while he was um doing wrestling back when he was in the indies and he kind of quit that to you know kind of focus on wrestling and then finally got to wwe which was always his thing and then when he was when he got there he done well for a couple of years and then was kind of mistreated and finally goes to AEW and starts to become the main eventer that everybody knew that he could be. Yeah. And it, it was it was a rocky start for him in AEW, but like definitely he sort of left on like a, a high of that people can remember. And the tribute at the end of the show where they gave the legitimate actual TNT title to negative one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and retired the the red strap belt. Yeah. Um, and then the subsequent following um tribute video was, oh my god, that was difficult. Yeah. Um, and it's just one of these things where it's like, some people just don't understand like when you're sitting there and you're watching somebody every week practically someone that's like, like I'll reiterate that again like people that are not wrestling fans don't understand the, the kind of connection that wrestling fans have to these wrestlers. Love them, hate them, whatever. But especially, like, wrestling fa- wrestlers that are on TV every week. Can I you have, like, there, Yeah, sure. To liken what you're saying, it's like a football fan, if you're a football fan as well. Like, I know that there are others in the in the brood that are football fans as well as wrestling fans. So for me, I'll use Duncan Ferguson as the prime example. Every other f- supporter is like, oh, he's Duncan Disorderly, he's this, he's that, he's the other. Me, that man is a god. And it's not because he was the most brilliant footballer we've ever seen. It was because he came to Everton, Everton took that chance on him and he just got it. He knows what that club means to us as fans and it's sort of the same thing. Like, once you connect with someone, that's it, you know? Um. So, anyway, carry on, as you were. But, yeah, it's just that thing. When, when you're watching somebody for for years, essentially, like, we we seen, like, the rise and fall of Luke Harper, the returns of Luke Harper, and a Cornell champion, tag team yeah. champion, yeah. coming to AEW. Like, Rocky Star, as I kind of said, but then started to rise. Had that beast of a match with Moxley for the world title, and then beaten Cody in about three minutes for the TNT title. Um, it just all that kind of stuff. And it's just watching someone week by week and then all of a sudden them just literally being ripped from your life. And it's just like, oh, well, he's gone now. And it's just like, wait, what? Yeah. Like on my um, other wrestling podcast, like we talked for weeks about like, Oh well, um, Brody's out with an injury, so like he should be returning soon. They're starting to mention him on telly again, um, and then I think it was like literally the week or the episode before he passed away, we sat and talked and started sort of fantasy booking uh, his return and all that because this was kind of when Paige was kind of starting to become friendly with uh, Dark Order, and we were like, oh well, Dark Order. Um, I was bringing him in, then Brody comes back. It's like, no, he doesn't want Adam Page and Dark Order, blah, blah, blah. There's there's your feud for Brody returning. So it was just that kind of thing that we're all sitting there just like, oh, he's going to be back soon and everyone's going to be good. And then he's going to go in this awesome feud with Adam Page. And then you just get the news. Brody Lee has passed away. And you're like, but we were 
we were literally just talking about him coming back. I'm sick. Yeah. And now, yeah, exactly. Nobody knew he was even ill. Yeah. Um, Nick, your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, I pretty much agree with everything that's been said, obviously, prior. Um, it's just a really weird sensation as well, though, because I don't think a lot of people appreciated him at the point when he died of... It's only after watching the tribute videos and then you're looking back in hindsight and you're like, the dude was awesome, knowing that people had nothing negative to say about him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm old enough to remember when I was there, like, well, not there, but I witnessed the, the death of Eddie. I saw the Eddie tribute. Uh, I can't listen to Johnny Cash Hurt without crying because it just reminds me of the Eddie Guerrero tribute video. Um, at that point, you knew Eddie was was awesome. You, you loved Eddie. You knew he was one of the best in the world. Um, Brody Lee, it was, it was a different vibe, but it's only when you look back on it, you think, yeah, the dude potentially could be in my top five at any point. I just never realised it. You didn't realise how good he was. Uh, I personally didn't. I knew it was good. I enjoyed seeing him on TV, but it's not until you start hearing the stories that you just realise what a major loss it was. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll be honest with you, what an absolute legacy to leave behind, though. That last match against Darby Allen is incredible. Um, and, you know, we're only speculating here. You know, we mentioned previously that where he passed on was um, was a cancer um, centre. Um, and I'll be absolutely honest with you, if that is the case, and again, pure speculation, what an absolute hero and badass, to be honest with you, if he's worked through that. Um, obviously, now this causes some issue in the sense of where does the Dark Order go from here? Um, I know that on social media, I think it's 10 from the Dark Order. Um, has basically said that they have to go on. They they can't disband now. They have to go on. Yeah. Um, and for those of you that aren't aware, um, Brody Lee's son, Negative One, actually has a contract with AEW. Um, he has a developmental contract once he's old enough to start training. Um, so, you know, obviously that's been great. Um, and I can't thank them enough for that because that's amazing um and also as well i just want to say following um i follow um his wife basically on social media and some of the shit she's had to put up with lately has been shocking um for those oh, yeah there's there's that window there's been an absolute dick about everything yeah like bruce saying mitchell. what was that is that the bruce mitchell dude who did basically the reason yeah. that she had to do the conference saying it wasn't covid twice because he started something pro wrestling before or something. I don't know which one it was. Yeah, he, yeah, got, fired, he got fired from his yeah. job uh, because of it, because he was just a massive knob. Yeah. yeah. Bruce Mitchell, if you want to get the name out there and just call him a Seaworth. I won't go that far because I haven't seen it, but you feel free to. Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen some of the things that she's been sent by a direct message and she shared it with people. You know, people are saying that, you know, she's sharing the story to milk her husband's death and stuff like that. And it's just been that's the nasty side of this. You know, somebody that is well respected amongst his peers. It literally gave us all right until the very end. And unfortunately, the family now have to deal with the fallout. And I'll be absolutely honest with you, with dickhead fans. And it's mm-hmm. like, is there any need? Is there any need? But anyway, that, um, that one is stuff like somebody's life. Like, come on, like, um, 
say what you will about wrestlers that you like or dislike or whatever, but even like, you know, if Jinder Mahal like passed away tomorrow, as much as I dislike him as a wrestler and an act and all that, it's like really it would suck if the guy died. That's like, you know, there's he's a the, human being at the end of the day. He's a character yeah. on TV that we see off yeah. camera. He's a human being for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think that's the perfect sort of thing to kind of wrap that up. Um, so if you want to, if you've got glasses by you, raise glass to Brodie Lee. Um, yeah, rest in power, my friend. Yeah. Um, um, I have also purchased the uh, the Brodie Lee tribute T-shirt, which is oh. winging its way to us at some point. Um, Amazing. You know, it's from that American website, so it's, it's it's taking its time, but I absolutely cannot wait. And hopefully, for the next episode that should be here, and I can uh, wear it proudly while we're we're doing next uh, month's episode. Did you notice Sting wearing it on yes. Dynamite? Yeah, it was good of him, wasn't it? Yeah, I did see that. Because he's I... even come out and said he didn't know him personally, but he respected him as a performer and everything like that, and he'll do everything he can do to help his family, yeah. which is why he got the t-shirt. That's amazing. That is amazing. Fair dues. Um, oh, and also as well, talking about um, Tyler Breeze and Big E. Um, Big E got given a picture from Tyler Breeze of um, Big E sat next to uh, Brodie Lee on a canvas. And it's it's not one that you'd think, oh, yeah, that'd look great on a canvas. It's one of those very candid pictures that were shot both of them aren't posing for the camera or anything and Big E's now got that up on the wall and I think that's just a really nice sort of sort of nice touch so right should we take it to uh last orders I think so last orders at the bar all right so stiff shots Today, our stiff shots focuses around the Royal Rumble because it is that time of year. We are starting that slope down into WrestleMania season. So, um, right. Our topic this week is best and worst Royal Rumble entrances. So, Nick, I'm going to go to you first. Um, Best and worst? Best, just because it's fresh in my mind and it reminds me of a better time when there was a crowd. Edge's return. You mean is that is that okay as an entrance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's um, But yeah, Edge's return last year. I think, that was just one of my- I think that's the only answer, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think because they didn't mess it up like others, and you actually saw him, you actually saw his face, and you just knew. Um, you, know, you didn't have an idea, did you, before it happened as well? It's not like nothing got leaked. It just. There. there was rumblings. Yeah, there was. Oh, excuse yeah, the pun. No pun intended. Um, yeah, there was rumblings that he was actually going to return at Super Showdown. Um, and they vetoed that. So yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, going back to what Grizz was saying earlier, the emotion there. If you're not a wrestling fan, or you want to show somebody who isn't a wrestling fan what it means, just show them that entrance. That's yeah. all you need to show them. And if they don't get it, they've got a heart of fucking stone and you need to shit, jib them off. Like, I'm sorry, you need to absolutely kick them to the curb on that one. Um, Grizz? Best? Well, um, 
while I say like absolutely that is the best, and I'll uh, I'll quickly tell the story of uh, this time last year. Um, I was in Germany. I uh, was uh, prepping to see Sabaton live, um, but it was also the same weekend as the Royal Rumble. So I was watching it in Germany, and needless to say, after an entire weekend of practically no sleep and heavy, 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 heavy drinking, um, uh, we tried to watch the Rumble. We managed to get through the, the female Royal Rumble match, uh, did not get to the males, and then... I was like, right, okay, I'm falling asleep. Turn this off so I don't wake up during the Rumble. I'll download it before we leave, and then I'll watch the Rumble match on the plane. So I watched the male Royal Rumble match on the flight home from Germany, and when Edge came out, like, the dude that was sitting next to me like thought I was having a fit for a brief second. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Because I'm just sitting there like that with my laptop, my laptop just like, Nice. And uh, if, you, if you watch that part in video, that's what the laptop seen when uh, while I was watching it. <laughs> nice. Oh my god. Uh, but um, I took I took mine in a much more comedic sort of uh, decision with uh, I don't remember the rumble, but the only Royal Rumble match where Ricardo Rodriguez entered the rumble, coming out to a Bell de Rio's theme music, and then he shows up with this absolute down car. Say, still going. Was that, um, was that 2014? Maybe. Was it the 40-man rumble, that Alberto run? No, this this was like the, the one, I think it was the, the year after that, Um, because I think Alberto was like injured at the time, so when the theme music played, they're like, Alberto's here, I thought he was going to be out for months, and then Ricardo comes out in this <laughs> absolute banger car but he still he came out in like a bit was like gold tights with the uh the scarf and then like kind of went up to like the the hood of the car and kind of wiped it off like Alberto does like just like, look at my car this is amazing <laughs> and then it's like like the the bumpers like attached with like um like tape of some kind just holding it on <laughs> like one of the one of the windows is like bashed in and like covered up with like a board and stuff like that <laughs> We need to find this. It's bugging me. Which one is it? I'll uh, yeah. I'll do some research as um other people. Well, give us their you research, I'm gonna throw to Jason. Jason, someone in your household sounded very very vocal about their favourite yeah. entrance. Sorry about that. It's okay. I thought it was adorable. <laughs> Carry on. I thought I'd muted my microphone. I might have got it the wrong way around. Uh, the uh, uh, so I would say. Um, Best entrances, I had a couple in my mind, because, uh, I mean, it was good when Drew McIntyre came out for Brock uh, this year. I mean, it was just more about, it was just, you could see that he was determined what he was going to do and then just eliminated Brock. So I thought that was a good one. In the, in the kind of overall, I just thought when Mick Foley came in multiple times, I thought it was really funny. Yeah. And that was so clever. Went through the hardcore, then there was some mini hardcore match with Terry Funk, and and he went through the different stages, which are just. I, I think that was, uh, was that ninety eight. That was was that ninety eight. Yeah, it was yeah. quite a good rumble. That was to remember it. Um, but when you were talking about um, bad entrances, I don't know if you if I'm jumping the gun. Um, when Rey Mysterio came out as thirty, and everyone thought Daniel Bryan was coming out. Yeah. Yeah. That was awful. And I just felt so bad for him. And, and they were like, Daniel Bryan is not coming out. We have no interest in putting Daniel Bryan out there. And mm -hmm. if Punk hadn't left, we still wouldn't have had 
WrestleMania with Daniel Bryan. Well, it wouldn't have been the main event. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it was the 2012 Rumble that Ricardo was in. There you go. There you go. Um, what one was the one where Mysterio came out as 30? Was it 2013? 20... Uh, WrestleMania 30 was Daniel Bryan's one. I don't know what year that was, so sorry. It's all right. We're on what? Get me a minute. Yeah, it was 2014. Uh, it was. Um, that links quite nicely into my worst um, entrance. Um, and it might actually shock people, so I want Grizz on camera to like see this one. So I'll go and switch around and do my best first. Um, okay. For me, it's got to be AJ Styles. Oh. Even though, even though they botched it by showing Roman, I don't care. The fact that a couple of weeks before, and this is legit, it must have been 2015 or 2016, um, AJ Styles was in Liverpool at Five Star Wrestling, and <laughs> <laughs> my other half got tickets for us to go, and we made a weekend of it, and we didn't realise that there was a meet and greet until we walked in. So we met AJ Styles. Nice. Um, and he was the most sweetest and polite, respectful individual I think I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. And then a couple, like, I think it was something like six days later, he turns up in the Rumble. And I was just like, hold on, what? I never thought I'd see the day that I'd see AJ Styles in a WWE ring. So for me, it's got to be that one of recent memory. Um, another best one, controversial as it is, is the 2004 Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Chris Benoit. Going the distance, going from number one right the way through. Because it hadn't been done since Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels had carried that as sort of a badge of honour. Um, for a long, long time, I genuinely, I loved that rumble, irrespective of what the man did in his personal life. I just genuinely loved it. And then my worst one, and this is why I needed Grizz on camera. <laughs> um, think 2014. Think of the um, political landscape that was World Wrestling Entertainment at that time. Think about who the fans really, really really wanted and we've already discussed that number 30 was Rey Mysterio and nobody wanted it but I'm actually going to say Batista Batista I'm going to say Batista I'm sorry I was thinking about a completely different rumble then I beg your pardon oh okay the Um, what I thought you were going to say was there was the Royal Rumble that one time where I think it was uh, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens and the for the Universal title, and then Roman lost, and then everybody got really excited because they thought Joe was going to be in the Rumble, and Joe did enter the Rumble, but it just happened to be Joe, aka Roman Reigns, and then everybody was just yeah. well, well, I'm going to go back to 2014 again because so that is potentially one of the biggest in fact that's possibly one of the most hostile crowds that is a non-ecw crowd that i have seen <laughs> uh, um <Yeah. laughs> like 
genuinely like it got down more and more and more and more and then his entrance theme hit and it was no secret that he was coming back and everyone was just like eh Eh. Wasn't wasn't that the advertising for the Royal Rumble that year was Batista returns? Yeah, I think it was. Um, and I think had they put Daniel Bryan in the mix, it might have been a little better. But yeah, um, I think it sticks out in my mind because it's the last Royal Rumble that I physically ordered before I had the network. Mm. Um, so yeah, I stayed and watched it. And yeah. they put Daniel Bryan in it. And Batista has eliminated Daniel Bryan. Yeah. There would have been a riot. There would have been a riot. <laughs> been a riot. If what if, what if, I, if, I, if I remember correctly, that was the rumble where it was Reigns and Batista at the end, and everybody was actually wanting Reigns to Reigns win. To win, yeah. And then the the very next year, Reigns was in the final two, and nobody wanted Reigns to win. Even and the Rock would not help that man. Oh. Um, oh. God, yeah, that. what makes it quite bittersweet as well is the fact that um, there's a documentary on a, on the network about this. Um, I think it's one of the 24 specials that they do. Um, Batista had to be sewn into his wrestling boots because he broke the zip. So he had to go and see the seamstress. And that's why his entrance was actually a little bit later than planned, because he got he couldn't do his boots up. Bless he him. couldn't do his boots up anymore. He couldn't. Or he couldn't zip them up one or the other. Um, and he had to get sewn into them, and I was thinking, fucking hell, that seamstress has got fucking nerves of steel. I would not want to go anywhere near that man with a fucking needle. I swear to God. Anyway. It looks like other people have. Whether he has or he hasn't, I don't. Are you, are you trying to like, you know, are you trying to like get cheap pops in or some shit? Yeah, of course I am. Jesus. I thought so. I'll just remind you, you didn't fucking remember that he had a match with the Undertaker in Hell in a Cell. Exactly, probably because it was probably boring because Batista was there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I'm actually going to go back and watch that match now, but you know, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> it probably was. Batista and Undertaker like, always had like excellent matches. Um, and Can I quickly riffle off one more that I remember? Just... Um, because I, I mean again this is the whole thing of when people start talking shit comes to the the old noodle that doesn't come before uh i will want to take you back to i believe it was the twin the two the 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 2005 rumble i want to say yeah where sky too high made his illustrious <laughs> entrance just after Mohammed hassan got eliminated from the rumble scotty working his way down there turn it up banging it, banging it, he's he's giving it all all the moves, and then Mohamed Hassan attacks him and puts him in the camera clutch. And then he Scott, he, not as humble as you would expect. All right. Um, but I bring all that up because Scotty Tuhati wins the 2005 Rumble, because at the end of that Rumble, both John Cena and Batista go over the top rope at the same time. Therefore, Scotty Tuhati was never eliminated. Scotty Tuhati, WrestleMania, can I, you've that's a, that's a long storyline well. that WWE are playing. They're gonna that, that'll come to conclusion <laughs> this WrestleMania that will. That's, what about uh, Curtis Axel? In the pocket. The same no, thing that, happened with Curtis the, Axel as well. The same thing did happen when he he turned it in the storyline. That's when Axel Mania started. Nice. But um, I I met Scotty Too Hotty once, and I'm pretty sure I brought that up to him. <laughs> what did he say? Uh. I, I can't remember. I remember like going up to him. It was like you were my first ever favorite wrestler, and he was just like, 
<laughs> the grandmaster was just like, yeah, there you go. Nice. He was, he was just so happy about that, but I was just like, yeah, and you, you won the 2005 Rumble, and I think he was just kind of confused, like, what? And yeah. then, like, and then we, we had to get, like, set up for a photo. So I don't think I really kind of got up any further than that, but he was just probably sitting there like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, right. You think some Batista? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, can I change my best and worst then, please, to the 2005 Royal Rumble, and it's got to be Vince McMahon, the best entrance where he tears both of his quads oh. getting into the ring, uh, and it's also the worst one as well because he sits there yeah. and acts like a petulant child. But could you imagine the amount of pain he was in? He was just standing, sitting there straight-faced, and it's like, Jesus, if, if I stub my toe, I'm mad for about half an hour. Yeah, but don't forget, you'll have like adrenaline and shit running through you. So, anyway, he was he was he was pissed off. Oh, he was. To be fair, that's what walk like a normal fucking person then. Vinny Mac, you're an old bloke now. Fucking walk normal, not like you've got a stick shoved up your ass. Also, also that kind of thing of like he never slides into the ring. He always climbs up the stairs and gets in the ring like the normal way. So clearly, him sliding into the ring, he was not prepared for that. And that's what caused it. If he just like kind of chilled out a little and done his regular entrance, climbing out the ring, it probably would have been fine. But he was that angry, he just slid out of the ring, and then was just like, right, yeah. <laughs> oh my, all my muscles have exploded. Oh dear. Right then, lads. On that, I think it's a good time to end this episode. So, uh, it is time. It's time to close the doors to the table. I'm just going to make one suggestion. Could we just say who we think is going to win the Rumbles? I actually don't know who's in the Rumbles. Okay, then. Um, Everybody, Drew Gulak. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But if you're going to end it, that's fine. No, no, no. No, I think that's a good shout, actually. So we'll rewind a bit. (laughs) Right, so that leads in quite nicely to predictions so jason who do you think is going to win both the men's and the women's rumble women's bianca bella okay um men's maybe daniel bryan that was where i was going to go daniel bryan i think okay um graham grizz Um, okay, for the women's, I also want to uh, list who I think may be a surprise entry. Uh, and I think Talia Valkyrie. Because she's done with Impact. Okay. Interesting. Uh, but Rhea Ripley to win, and then Charlotte to somehow snag the women's title. Of course, she will, because it's Charlotte off of my beloved Asuka. And do those two again. Oh, and God. do those two again with Rhea winning the belt at Mania and finally getting the um the the the, the win that she deserved this time last year. Yeah. She can't win. If they fight again, she won't win. <laughs> However, she shared a picture on social media the other day, and I'll see if I can find it and put it up for you. Um, of her progression in terms of the muscle mass that she's gained. And someone basically said, oh, you know, you've gone from beautiful to now you fucking ugly kind of thing. And she was like, no, this is 
this is progression. I've gone from somebody that's skinny and, you know, now I'm powerful and, you know, I'm empowered and stuff. So I thought that was a really nice. She was, she was, pretty, she was pretty before. Yes, she's but she's like, you know, a different kind of pretty now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> um, right. Uh, we will move slightly quickly on. Um, Nick, and, uh, Daniel Bryan to win the men, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think um, my money's on. Belair would be the obvious choice. I want to say Ripley is the outside bet because I think she's obviously giving uh, Raquel the rub on NXT before she moves up. So I think she will make a debut in the Rumble, win it, and then go on to face Charlotte. And then we'll get that 12-month redemption storyline when she beats Charlotte. Please, I don't want that to be again. No. <laughs> but uh, if, if the ending happens the way we want it to, then it'll be good this time. <laughs> but you know it won't be good. <laughs> Shut up, Jason. Just believe if you don't they believe it. it I, I feel like we're being trolled with that one match. That would be... Jason, let us dream, man. <laughs> uh, men's, I want to say, everybody's saying it. Brian's the only one that. Um, it's the making it out whether they're making it too obvious uh, at the minute that Brian's going to win it um, Nakamura would be my outside bet then mm-hmm. by the looks of it Cesaro to finish in the final four though oh nice. Cesaro to win it would be awesome oh that'd be amazing yeah um, I suppose that leaves me then um, I am going to say depending on where the wrestlers are coming from are they across all three brands or just Raw and Smackdown um, if you go in all three, I'd like to see Ember Moon win it. Mm. Um, and or in a, a bit of a twist, I'd like to see Candice LeRae win it via shenanigans and then have Johnny Gargano win the um, men's rumble. It probably won't happen, but there we go. Um, to quote Pikachu, that is a twist that is very twisty. That is very twisty indeed. Um, because it's been coming for a while, like they've been pushing um, um, the Garganos as like the power couple of NXT and what better way to be like, stamp, <laughs> stamp it down as your power couple um, than winning the Rumble. Did you not even realise that you made a pun there? I did not. Nice. No way. Accidental puns are the best. Um, realistically, though, I'm going to say Rollins. For the man's Nick, Nick. I've just um outside bet Alistair oh. Black. Oh, do you know what? I'd fucking take that. That or Nakamura, I would take happily. Nick, um, I thought you were I thought you were trying to do the high five thing that the way do. So like, <laughs> I started high fiving my camera. At you. <laughs> Clearly, you were just putting your head. Right. Anything else? Anyone? Uh, Chelsea Blackheart to do well. Okay. Outside Adam Cole, that'd be the outside one. Oh, possibly, I'd, I'd, yeah. I wouldn't mind him being in the final four. Yeah. What about Peter? Peter. Peter, as in Pete Dunne. Yes. Oh, I thought you meant. Um, oh, what's his name? Peter Who's Rabbit. The, uh, who's the football host? Who's the talk show host, chap? Who's the one? Uh, Pete Mac. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like a Pat McAfee in the Rumble would be amazing. <laughs> he, I think he would be good in the Rumble. I think he'd be good fun. 
Oh, that, yeah. that's, that's, that is a shout. But like, obviously not to win it, but that's a shout yeah. for a surprise entrant easily. Um, as, as we started the show, I said that it was unpredictable and I didn't really want to do the predictable thing. So Sorry. Yeah. it's all right. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, um, but the rubble the rubble's completely different. Like if we sat here and just went, I predict by the end of the year that do 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 will blah, blah, blah. Then that's different. But like the rumble is always this thing of no one will ever uh, like agree we all have our different yeah. wavelengths and all that and so like and plus the rumble is always kind of unpredictable for the most part anyway so yeah i mean it would be interesting to have somebody from nxt win it i don't think anybody that's still on nxt has won it yet Mm-mm. so that might be a nice way to get a bit of heel heat or whatever um but yeah so there we go right then lads do i do apologize but uh, I think that's it. Time's been called at the Turnbuckle Arms. Um, it's time for me to lock up. Um, so a massive thank you to Grizz, to Nick. Hopefully it wasn't too traumatic for Nick. Um, and Jason. Just thrust, thrust up on here with a whole of weirdos. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Um, so I will be handing over the keys to the next host. Uh, please keep your eyes on our social media pages. Um, for when that's going to drop if you're unsure where to find us you can find us at the turnbuckle arms on instagram turnbuckle arms on twitter and the turnbuckle arms podcast on facebook uh you can also uh send us questions via email should you wish it's at the turnbuckle arms at gmail.com uh once again a massive massive thank you to big johnny um and his big johnny.com world for um allowing us this platform to do what we do and also half decent for doing our fantastic entrance themes um so stay safe follow the rules don't be a dick um spread positivity and not the virus um absolutely spread positivity not the virus um and yeah until next time stay safe and uh we'll see you all very soon see you later Foxy.